Hello, and welcome to Shabbat Replay on Contact Chai. Today's episode is a drosh by Rabbi Dina, delivered at our Saturday morning Shabbat service on September 3rd. But first, take it away, Rabbi Lizzie. So, again, just welcome to everyone. Um, we are, as has now been mentioned multiple times, in this sort of last uh, stretch, you know, the month before the high holidays. And if that has snuck up on you the way it's snuck up on us, and if you're feeling like um, you'd like to spend more time thinking about what that might mean to you this year or preparing sort of liturgically, like the feeling that, you know, you're about to go into a bunch of hours of services maybe and not know what you're reading or, you know, not know enough about what you're reading. Um, Rabbi Stephen's going to be teaching a class over the next couple of weeks starting this coming Wednesday night. Is it online or in person? It's online, so you can do it from wherever. Um, that is like a deep dive into the Machzor, into the High Holiday Prayer Book, as a roadmap for the spiritual journey of the High Holidays. So if that sounds necessary or like it might be good for you, um, so you can sign up online. Um, we are on next Friday night at Second Unitarian, and then the following Saturday night for what is called Slichot, the sort of Saturday night service before the High Holidays, the week before the High Holidays, Saturday night before, outdoors, at night. Um, and then finally, of course, Arab Rosh Hashanah is on Sunday night, September 25th, I think. Um, and we're doing that online. But then after that, everything else is in person at the Athenaeum Theater. And we would love to have you. And don't think too long about it if you're considering it, because we really actually have very few seats left. Um, so I think, is that, what's tomorrow? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as many of you might have heard, the church that we meet in on many Friday nights, Second Unitarian, um, it's a Unitarian church. It's in Lakeview. We love them. They're great people. Um, they had a big sign posted in front of the church a few weeks ago saying that they supported abortion access, and the sign was vandalized, and a stained glass window was destroyed um, by some local folks in the neighborhood who were thankfully caught on camera. Um and we are going to be outside the church tomorrow in support and in solidarity with them because um, as a Jewish community, we feel the same way. Um, it's going to be a bunch of religious communities together and anybody else who just wants to stand for the right to choose um, and reproductive access, which is, in fact, a Jewish value, a deeply held Jewish value. Rabbi Stephen will be speaking, and um, I'll be there with my kids holding a sign. So um, yeah, you're welcome to join us there at Second Unitarian. It's on Barry in Lakeview at noon tomorrow. Cool. Anything else? All right. Over to you, Rabbi Dina, for some words of Torah. So in my first year out of college, I was part of the Avodah Jewish Service Corps in Washington, D.C., and some of my friends in the house, all the core members live together in a big house, some of my friends decided to become freegans, which is a term for a sort of low-waste living style that... Um, involves things like scavenging leftover food. And my friend Nate was like the champion of the freegans in the house. And it got to the point where you could barely put your fork down at a meal before Nate would shout over to you, yo, can I freegan that? <laughs> Nate was, wherever we went, scavenging leftover food at restaurants, on the table next to us, 
before anything went into the compost. One time we had to convince him not to eat some food that he found lying on a bench in a subway station. It was disgusting, but it was also like pretty funny and amazing. And we used to joke with him that he was either going to have the strongest immune system in the entire world from all of the gross stuff that he was putting into his body, or he was going to die an early death. Well, turns out the joke is on us because according to Jewish tradition, Nate's freeganism made him one of the most righteous people that I have ever met. The Sefer HaChinuch, which is an anonymous 13th century text from Spain, which talks about all 613 commandments in the Torah and how to actually live by them, says that the most righteous people don't waste even a single grain of mustard. And Nate, he let no crust of pizza, no single bean left in a bowl go unwasted. The origin of this idea that we should endeavor to waste as little as possible comes from this week's Parsha. Just after the section that Evan talked to us about, about making peace or attacking a city, comes a line that says, when in your war against a city, you have to besiege it a long time in order to capture it, you must not cut down its trees, wielding the axe against them. For are trees of the field human to withdraw before you into the besieged city? In Hebrew, the verse commands us, lo tashchit et etzah, don't destroy its trees. Tashchit comes from the Hebrew word shachat, which means to corrupt or to destroy or to ruin. Not related to shachat, meaning like to kill an animal. Two different words, though they sound the same. What the Torah is teaching us here is that no matter the circumstance, we cannot destroy or ruin a natural resource like a fruit-bearing tree. From this commandment, which seems in its context specific to fruit-bearing trees in the context of war, the Talmud draws an entire principle which it calls bal tashchit. Bal and lo mean the same thing, which is don't do it. The principle of bal tashchit, meaning do not waste or destroy, shows up all over the Talmud to refer to any kind of wastefulness. So for one example, Rabbi Elazar, one of the main rabbis of the Talmud, says that a person who is in mourning should not rip their clothing too much. It's traditional in Judaism when someone is in mourning to make a small tear in the clothes. But he says, if you go beyond that and you start shredding all of your garments, you tear everything in half, that's bal tashchit. That is wasteful. It's unnecessary and you shouldn't do it. In other places, the Talmud has prohibitions on things like breaking something when you're angry, right? Like throwing a vessel when you're angry, or even scattering money on the ground unnecessarily. These are all called baltashrit. These are all instances in which we are unnecessarily destroying a resource that was otherwise totally perfectly fine to use. And then the Talmud goes a little radical, as the Talmud is wont to do, and it says that the Torah, in fact, wants us not only to preserve physical resources, but also intangible things like energy and emotions, even relationships. So in that same section where Rabbi Elazar says you can't break a vessel in anger and you can't scatter money on the ground for no reason, he also says that a person who starts to harm their own body in grief is also guilty of violating the principle of Baal Tashchit. Anyone who engages in excessive harm as a form of punishment is guilty of bal tashchit because they're wasting personal energy and they're wasting a relationship with a person. They're creating destruction that wasn't necessary. This is not the Talmud trying to tell us that we can't feel our feelings in grief, but rather saying to us 
that we should always have an eye on what preserves us, on what sustains us, and that anything that would detract from that is considered wasteful. So what the Talmud has done is take this line from the Torah and turn it into an entire outlook, one that teaches us to see our world and our lives not just as a series of disposable resources, but as precious commodities that can always serve us if only we figure out how. The Torah justifies the commandment to not cut down the fruit trees, both by claiming that we might want to use the tree later if we occupy the city, but also by saying the tree is defenseless against us. In other words, just because it's there and we could cut it down and we could find a use for it now does not justify destroying it. We can use the resources that we need to live, the Talmud says. It's not telling us we can't use Earth's resources, but it is saying that we shouldn't take any more than is necessary because that is considered destruction. Jewish environmentalists like to take this principle of Baal Tashri and explain why things like composting and recycling are Jewish values, and they certainly are. That's why we were so proud to feature Ezra this week in our newsletter. Ezra was a B-Mitzvah student from last year who did a justice project trying to get more people in the Mishkan community to compost. You, it worked. I just signed up. So Ezra's pushing us in one way on Baal Tashrit, but to fully live a life committed to non-destruction, we need to think about not just how we use the physical world, but also how we use our own time and energy and how we create and nurture our relationships with other people. Harming ourselves or others is just as destructful as letting food go to waste. We're currently in the Hebrew month of Elul, which is all about preparing for the high holidays by asking ourselves what we've done with our lives and what we need to mend to make it stronger and better. So what would that process of doing tshuva, of asking ourselves questions of how to return to our better selves, what would that look like if we did it with an ethic of bal tashrit? What would it look like if we tried to be more committed to sustainable and responsible use of resources? What would it look like if we tried to commit to interacting differently with people who we meet to treat them as valuable to us? So maybe trying on this principle of Baal Tashchit this month means signing up for composting, as Ezra asked us to do. Maybe it means that you figure out how to have more time to have family dinner or dinner with friends as opposed to eating in front of the TV. Maybe it means that you set an alarm on your phone for five minutes of meditation a day telling yourself that your time is valuable enough to carve that out and not just to spend it on whatever. Maybe trying to live by the principle of Baal Tashrit means that you leave a nice note for the postal worker who delivers your mail, or you actually look the person bagging your groceries in the eye and ask them how they're doing. None of these things involve radically reshifting our lives, except that they do, because they teach us to look for chances to waste less and value more. We don't all need to go Nate's route of eating leftover pizza crust from the table next to us at the restaurant, but even one or two little changes could make a difference and could help us usher in a sweet year that is even sweeter by the extra resources we have found around us. Shabbat shalom.
Shabbat Replay is a production of Mishkan Chicago. Our theme music was composed and performed by Kalman Strauss. You can always see where and when our next service will be on our calendar. There's a link in the show notes. And if you appreciated the program, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I know you've heard it before, but it really does help. On behalf of Team Mishkan, thank you for listening. Thank you.